Hello and welcome to this edition of the Oregon Wine History Archive podcast. The Oregon Wine History Archive is located at Linfield University in McMinnville, Oregon, and is dedicated to preserving and sharing the Oregon wine story. This podcast will share these stories through oral history interviews that we've conducted throughout the industry. Please enjoy these stories. All right, my name is Rich Schmidt, here with Erica Miller at Stolwer today. It's April 6, 2021. Erica, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. Uh, this first question for you, uh, why wine or why grapes? Um, that is kind of a roundabout answer. Um, I grew up in farming, so farming is kind of, you know, my life. I actually, wine was not, had never been a big part of my life. And, um, but agriculture was extremely interesting to me. And so um, I grew up in, you know, wheat fields, I moved to cherry orchards, and, you know, um, was really big and just surrounded by agriculture. And when I got into college, I, um, I was a math major, I was a business major, I changed my mind like 50,000 times. And, Kind of when I grew up a little bit, I realized that um, I really liked agriculture and I was, you know, like, I want to go back into that. And so I kind of stumbled upon grapevines through OSU and um, just kind of fell in love with it and just hit the ground running, knew nothing about grapevines, knew nothing about that particular type of agriculture or um, anything there, so I kind of went blindly into it and uh, turned out pretty great. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it uh, it was for the best, and it was kind of like it felt like you know leaping into you know the unknown. But um, I just kept on enjoying it and just kept on going with it. So what was your when you when you when you started thinking about agriculture? Why, why grapevines and why not something else? Um, grapevines are. Uh, very scientific. So um, I am definitely a science brain through and through, um, really mathematical, very into research and just, you know, figuring things out on that end. So um, grapevines are so cutting edge and, you know, just it's so scientific. Every piece of it is, you know, down to the wine is just full, so full of you know, a learning and science and it, it's ever changing. Um, so it's definitely one of those crops that really keeps you on your toes every single year and, you know, just throughout your life. Like I, you know, one thing that I know, which is I'm sure many people have said this, is that I know nothing, you know, like I learn something new every single day from, you know, someone in the industry or just the grapevines in general. So, yeah. So in your, your Oregon State, obviously, uh, and you go down that path, tell me about like kind of the first steps into it. What were your sort of first, first work or first impressions or first uh, research that you were, you were doing in that field? Um, well, my first class was just the general beer, wine, and spirits class. And I was like, what? This is so crazy. You can study about wine. That's insane. And so um, I kind of jumped into that. And then it was, you know, very general horticulture, which I was like, okay, yeah, this is good. I got this, you know. Um, and then it came into the, um, the vineyard management classes, you know, you go through, you know, a couple of those classes and I met, um, Patty Skinkis through there 
and um, just really was like, wow, this this place, this this lab, this you know, the Woodhall Vineyard, everything is just really, you know, really interesting. And so I kind of connected um, with Patty and. Through that, I found um, the research lab, and I volunteered in there for a little bit and applied for my internship there, and um, that's kind of where it all started. I we actually did. I was there for two years, of, you know, of, about, and just working with Patty and her grad students and her PhD students, and. Um, just studying grapevines, collecting the craziest data, and um, that is actually was my first knowledge of Stoller was because my first, the first project that I helped in their research was at Stoller Vineyard. So it was kind of a full circle. Now it's a full circle. I had no idea back then that I would be here, you know, for this long and just like enjoying it, but. Um, yeah, I just remember going down there, block 15, collecting data, staring up at the tasting room and just being like, whoa, this place is crazy. <laughs> like, this is really cool, you know? And so, um, yeah, for an entire two summers, I was actually out at Stoller almost every single day, just collecting data and, you know, had no idea where my future was going. <laughs> but yeah, so. Tell me about that, that data. I'm curious, you mentioned from the beginning kind of science and, and math, yeah. sort of the appealing parts of you. What, what about the, what, what was the data you were gathering and did you have any kind of idea at the time of why you were gathering and what the, what the purpose was? Mm -hmm. Well, that was one of my favorite things about working there is they were so inclusive and just so um, welcoming of, you know, teaching and letting you know why we're doing these things, you know, anything down to like pressure bomb readings for water stress. Um, we did a lot of um, berry collections. So one of the um, projects that I, you know, worked a lot on was the berry size increase. So it was basically determining when lag phase happened for, you know, Pinot Noir. And so we would go out there and we would collect clusters every once a week, twice a week, depending on, you know, what time of season it was. And we would count every berry on every one of the clusters and weigh, weigh some, measure the, the size of them, and um, and then do like Brits, Bricks PHTA on them and get all of that information. And at the end, it's amazing because you compile all of that together and it, you know, mo some years it creates this really nice curve where you can really see where that lag phase happened that year. So yeah, really full circle stuff. Mm -hmm. At this point, were you, were you getting interested in wine, the beverage, at, at, at all? Yeah, I was actually. Um, after I worked, actually, I think it was during. I I could not. It was hard for me to enter the industry. I didn't have any experience whatsoever. So because I just kind of you know went into it, I I w had a tough time like getting into the industry at first because I just honestly didn't know anything or anyone. Um, so I started applying for jobs in tasting rooms and I actually got a job um, the my old boss Catherine she took a gamble on me because I came in there and was like I have no idea I know no I know nothing about wine but I swear I will learn I had never poured a glass of you know alcohol for anyone at that point you know and so I was like I just give me a chance I swear I'll, I'll be okay and so I got a job at Adelsheim and I uh, worked there for off and on, I think it was around five years because I was even working in 
the um, industry in the vineyards at, at a certain point and they were like, you want to come on the weekend and work with us? And I was like, yeah, this is really fun, you know? And so that was really where I first even learned, you know, how to taste wine and how, to, you know, this the process of it and being able to, you know, bring notes out of it and and really learn. So I had, I went from zero knowledge. They taught me so much. I, I was very, you know, nice there. They, you know, there was a lot of educational, you know, things that I could do. I got to talk to the winemakers, you know, David and just everyone. It was, it was, it really molded, you know, basically my knowledge of wine today, other than, you know, now I learn from our current winemakers and try to get knowledge from them every, you know, every way I can. Um, but yeah, that was my first education in actual wine. Um, I mean, minus the, you know, I grew up in Dufer, so we did the old like Boone's Farm, like in the, you know, <laughs> when you're younger, that's like, that's about, that was the extent of my wine knowledge. <laughs> so. <laughs> What did you think about that that part of the industry, about the kind of the finished product part of the industry and the hospitality part of the industry? I thought it was really great. So it was one of the funnest jobs I have ever had was working in there, being able to talk to customers. And it's really fun because I also worked in other retail. So I worked at Bymart for in, at their um, sporting goods counter for a long time while I was going through college. And it's just such a different atmosphere. You know, people are coming into wineries just like, ready to learn, have fun, and that the environment is just so positive that I just, every day I would come there and be like, this is work, like this is weird, you know? I'm just literally <laughs> having conversations with these people and like pouring them wine and just having a great time. And I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> and so it, every day and it was like just a fun commute, just chatting and, you know, very lighthearted atmosphere and just, uh, a job that I just never have even expected to ever have in my life. Mm -hmm. So, tell me about the. How long did it take you to feel comfortable talking about wine with people and teaching them about wine? And, and, and how long did it take you to kind of learn enough to feel comfortable as a teacher? Um, it took me a little while, for sure. I well. I was working in the, the tasting room while I was going through school, so inevitably I was kind of putting these connections together and figuring out how I could communicate with customers and give them knowledge that I literally probably learned last week <laughs> and was like, oh yeah, this, you know, and like, act, you know, basically like you know, almost a fake it till you make it situation where I'm like, I just learned this, <laughs> but I'm totally going to tell you that I, you know, to talk to you in the way that. I've known this for quite some time and <laughs> I'm just gonna, you know, give you this information. And so for a while it was very, very fast paced. Like everything I was learning, it was kind of like a re like regurgitation, like just ready to go. And um, just that same week telling people about what I had learned, but it kind of solidified things for me. And I was able to really com like com not only comprehend but just keep that knowledge because I was using it in multiple facets. So I'm learning about grapevines and I'm teaching these or you know informing these customers about you know what I had just learned and it really goes you know um, it just solidifies in your brain that way you kind of just get to learn it in two different ways you know. So, at what point did you? At what point did you kind of think that, that the wine industry was a place you might want to stay, a, a career you might want to pursue? 
I feel like it was just from the very beginning. I don't know. It was something that just like clicked in me and I, I just, I mean, I, I had already worked in agriculture, so I loved, I knew that I loved, you know, working outside, working with plants, doing all of that, but it was, it was weird because I found out about the um, degree and I literally just was like, this is what I'm going to do. Even my advisor was like, well, do you want to just take a couple of classes first? And I was like, nope, I just want to do it. And I, I just, for some reason, it was kind of was just like, no, I think this is it. Like I, I had gone through so many you know, I actually was like, I think it was my third degree change. Like I, I had no idea what I was doing. And I just, all of a sudden I was like, no, I think this is it. And I just, I went for it and I, it, it turned out to be right, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned working with Patty Skinkis earlier. I'm, I'm curious about uh, t sort of takeaways you had from working with her or, or, or lessons along the way that you learned from her. Um, yeah, I learned so I learned so much from her, you know, and she I continually learn from her. I call her all the time. Like I will call her there. I mean, there's random times where I'm like, what what is the there was one time that I couldn't remember. I'm looking under a microscope, looking at these mites and I was like, what's the, how do you tell the difference between like a rust mite and, you know, another type of mite and and she literally drew me a picture on a notepad and and took a picture of it and texted it to me. I was like, "Oh yeah, okay, I remember now." And you know, it's like that kind of thing. She's just so open and just, you know, it does not matter what question you ask, she's going to, you know, and if she doesn't know, she will direct you to whoever she thinks would know that answer. And so she's been definitely a huge mentor of mine ever since I was in college. You know, I've, I definitely value her as a mentor and just an educator for life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, you have, you've, uh, you've been at Stoller for, for a project and you've been working at Adelsheim. What, what brings you back to Stoller? What, what's the path from, from, from Adelsheim to Stoller uh, and what brought you here? Yeah, well I had, there was, uh, I had a year in between where I worked for um, Sterling Wine Grapes and I got my, it was, that was actually my first job in the vineyard industry side of things. And so I worked for him, I worked with him for a year and um, it was great. I drove a lot of tractor. I, you know, every facet of, you know, the vineyards, I was able to actually like gain a skill in that. So it was like one of the fastest, but most educational years for me in, you know, in my beginning, in the beginning of my career. Um, and at the end of, you know, before the next season, um, a job posting came up for Stoller and I just was like, oh, whoa, like I should apply there. Like, I mean, I, there was no, yeah, I was, I was content where I was, but I just was like, I used to go in that vineyard. I should totally apply and like see. And so I did, and I, I got the job as a vet tech and then, you know, things just started taking off from there. And I, you know, we grew and grew and grew and I grew with the company and, you know, just kind of filled holes wherever I could, tried to, you know, help out wherever I could. And, and, um, just, I stole or gave me the opportunity to actually grow and grow my career at one location, which was really great. 
So I have more questions about Stillwell. I'm going to come back to those in a second. But I'm, I'm curious about your year working with Sterling. All of a sudden, you're working in, all, I assume, a lot of different vineyards, a lot of different sites. Yeah. Tell me, tell me about that. Tell me about learning kind of the differences between sites and soils and AVAs and, and all of that. Yeah, it was it was, um, it was was just a crash course in just multiple vineyards, multiple areas, and learning, you know, old vineyards, young vineyards, you know, vineyards with um, certain issues, vineyards that were ultra premium, you know, vineyards that were high production, just every single facet I was able to be like, you know, okay, this is what this looks like, you know, small vineyards, large vineyards. And um, I had the opportunity of actually going to most of those because I was, you know, doing crop estimates and, you know, taking nutrient samples and soil samples and, you know, learning through, you know, that and kind of using the skills that I had learned from Patty and from OSU and, you know, actually putting those to practice for the first time. and. Um, yeah, it was definitely an eye opener for me to see, you know, so many different ways that people are growing grapes and, you know, their different styles and um, just the, the different layouts, the spacing, all, just everything is just so, you know, there's such a variety of, of vineyards out there. Did you learn about, did you, did you have, start to feel like you could sort of judge a vineyard as you walked in or, or, or? grade it in your head like what it would what it needed or, or what what you would do to make it better I did start to learn that yeah absolutely so it was it's so funny because I so I the way I kind of describe it is like when you first start you're looking at them like this and then as you get you know a year goes by or you know even six months go by and then it kind of opens a little bit and then it opens more and more and more and so by the end, I'm like, oh, I never would have ever seen that part. You know, now I can go into a vineyard and be like this, 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 you know, and I, in the beginning, I looked at it like, cool, this is a vineyard, you know, and now I'm like, okay, yeah, it's like, it's a blessing and a curse at the same time. <laughs> never can be satisfied with what you see. Right? Yeah, exactly. You can always find anything there. <laughs> yep. I'm also curious about sort of different types of, you mentioned all the different kinds of farming practices and, and farm styles. Did mm -hmm. you did you decide, did you start to kind of develop an idea in your head of sort of your favorite way to farm or your favorite way to grow grapes? Yeah, I, I think I, I personally am kind of um, a blend of many different styles. So I love, you know, I, I think I, I personally strive for sustainability and that kind of aspect. Although I also am, um, use all the tools on your tool belt. You know, I, I really think that you can manage a vineyard with low, low, um, not input, but, you know, um, low altercations to the land and to, you know, what you're doing and um, choosing, making the right choices. And I've only learned what those right cho choices are, like very recently, you know, like, cause I, I, you know, you have everything that you think is right. And then you, you kind of learn, you know, through, you're like, oh, this is, this will save, you know, this is, you know, gonna help the beneficials in the vineyard and I can do this and it's not going to be a huge nuisance at all for us to continue to manage, but I can do these kind of, things on the side and, you know, plant wildflowers in this corner where it can just flourish and, 
you know, that kind of stuff that I've I've really started to hone in on now that I'm kind of getting further and further into my career. So you mentioned coming to Stoller and starting kind of as a, as a tech and growing with, along with the company. Uh, tell me about learning this place. Obviously, you had been here before. You had done some data. Tell me about mm -hmm. learning your new site and, and, and honing in on it. Oh, yeah. When I first drove up into Stoller, because I only had the one block that really that we went in. And then there was a small a Chardonnay block on the other side of the site, which to be honest, the first time I drove in, like on my first day of work, I couldn't have taken you to that block if I, you know, tried. I had no idea where it actually was really because, you know, going in there, it was just this, whoa, you know, big, big area. And I remember um, taking a drive around the vineyard and being able to just go on the whole property. And we drove up and over to, we call them the 60s, we call it the 60s. and. It's just this little, you know, like side note that you don't even know is there. And, you know, unless you're kind of really intimate with the vineyard and you can go up over there and it's one of my favorite spots now to go to. Um, and just, I love that area of the vineyard. And it's just one of those spots that I, if I did not work at Solar, I would have never known it even existed. You know, you just never see it. So it's, it's really, it was really cool to, kind of become intimate with the vineyard. And now, I mean, like, I can tell you what's, I can tell you which vines would have bud break before any other vines. I can go to the specific row now that I will like have bud break first. And it's just working in this one, you know, this location for, for five years, it's been, you know, so great to just really like there, you know, I just, I just get to know every nook and cranny of this property. Just every year you learn something different and you kind of really like, it's like you know the vines. Like you're, you're, you're very intimate with the vines. <laughs> you mentioned bud break. That should be happening right around now. Yeah, yesterday I found um, the first, first bud. So <laughs> yeah. Excellent timing. Yeah, very good timing, <laughs> yeah. I w we went in Friday, Friday I was looking, you know, like crazy because I was like, I know it's going to happen and I was like, it's going to be the weekend and it's, you know, Easter weekend and so I knew I came back on Monday and everyone was like, is it here? And I was like, I think so, I gotta go find it, yeah. It's <laughs> like, I'm going to go, to, I'll take a picture and I'll send it to you, <laughs> so. Like vineyard Easter egg hunt. Kind yeah, of exactly, kind of yeah, 100%, yeah, it's definitely a hunt, yeah, yep. I have an advantage though. I'm kind of I kind of cheat because I already know where it should be. <laughs> so. You talked about uh, tell me about your your kind of initial role. What was your initial role when you were hired here, and, and how has it changed? Take us through kind of the progression of your of your work here. Yeah, uh, I started as a vit tech, and so basically it was very similar to what I was doing with Sterling, but I, I minimal tractor driving. I didn't really drive tractor that much um, at Stoller. A lot of um, crop estimates, spray programs, um, you know, nutrient samples, all of that kind of good stuff. Um, irrigation. I learned how. I actually helped put in one of the the blocks in front of the tasting room, the irrigation in there, and it was it was great because I got to learn the system, and it's a very large, intricate system that is very hard to run. So I'm very blessed that I got to learn that at my year one. And so, um, yeah, a lot of just 
helping, looking at, you know, what is the crew doing? You know, are they doing well? Are we doing things at the right time and things like that? Um, so for a year, I was at that role. And then I moved up to um, assistant vineyard manager and kind of worked, worked, I think I was assistant vineyard manager for a year and a half. It's all blurs together. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so and then I moved into that role and that was more um, manage the crews, you know, do the spray program and kind of do everything that I was doing before, but also add that aspect of management, you know, like telling, you know, when we should do things, you know, making, being able to make decisions on, you know, what I think will benefit the vines, which was really cool. You know, Stoller, one thing about Stoller that I love is I've always had the opportunity to really do what I think is right for the vines. And I'm just, they all just, you know, trusted me and was like, yeah, great. Yep. Okay. That's, yep. You want to do that? You go ahead and you, you do that. And it was, you know, and you learn along the way, but it was such a blessing just to be able to have these thoughts, have these ideas and be able and be able to implement those ideas, you know, through, you know, Stoller and just be able to research little things by myself and, you know, create that learning system just at Stoller. And it's, it's just been, it's something that, I mean, I've been here for quite a while, but I, I don't know that not everyone has the opportunity. And I just am so thankful that I kind of fell into this role that gave me the opportunity to just advance my learning and, you know, to just have the freedom to really expand my knowledge and, you know, better the vineyard at the same time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the assistant manager or assistant vineyard manager role, you mentioned both the kind of the management aspect of things, but mm -hmm. and also the decision-making aspect of things, the timing. So yeah. take me through the, that process of, of, of feeling comfortable and confident making those kinds of decisions for, for vineyards like this. Yeah. Year one was really um, nerve wracking for sure. I, I mean, I had support systems. I had Jason with me and you know, he was great at kind of like, okay, what do you, what do you want to do? Okay. Yeah, that's great. Do it. Or, you know, and I always had the opportunity to be like, Hey, uh, what should, what should I do this? Like, is, is okay. You know? And so, um, and then as the years went by, I got more and more confident and it became just kind of routine where, you know, things just kind of were fluid. Um, the first year was definitely, I, I was so nervous all the time and just trying to figure out, you know, it's, you know what you should do, but it's the, the act of actually pulling that trigger is so scary. <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I was always like, am I sure, I, should I be doing this? Like, what is going on? You know, and then as, as you go through, you gain that confidence and you're like, okay, yeah, I know, yep, I'm good. I know what I'm doing, I, I can do this. And then you start to kind of expand more and more and more and you're able to kind of look at, you know, whole farm, you know, aspects of things and be able to add other, other things other than just you know, like, okay, this block right here, you know, you're kind of like, I'm, I get us, I can see all of these blocks at the same time and I know what all of them need at the same time. So definitely a learned skill for sure. Mm -hmm. 
take us through kind of the, the your, your, your uh, typical day or week for you, or, or if it's easier, what does the kind of year cycle look like for you? What does what your job do? What, how does your job change during the year? Um, yeah, uh, I mean, I feel like at Stoller, there's, there's definitely um, a little bit of downtime during the winter. We get to, you know, go on our little vacations and do that. Um, but it's always, we're always still going, you know, especially the management team. We're always, you know, thinking of what's next. Um, a lot of my winter is um, compiling all the data that I collected and analyzing that. And, you know, during the season, it's kind of the growing season. It's kind of go, 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 do this, collect this, you know, making sure that everything is, is um, all of the information is compiled together. Um, and then the winter is when I organize and kind of, you know, make sense of what that year entailed. You know, um, I just just recently was looking at um, the our pruning weights and was, you know, kind of I was going through all of those and, you know, it's like we were just we're, we're we just finished pruning now and I was like, Oh yeah, 2020. Those were heavier cane weights than 2019. You know, and I, it's like you 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 get to that data, but yeah, it's a lot of um, time management for all of us, and um, you know, I'm constantly thinking about how how I can collect different data, how I can learn different things from our specific vineyards because every vineyard is different. So you know, it's Stoller is very different than any other vineyard that we manage and and um, just kind of learning what best practices for that specific spot because it's definitely not all the same and they all have their different needs. And so I like to think that my job now is kind of to figure out what those needs are for each and every vineyard block and to kind of give that, give that block the the tools and you know the the love that it needs to get in order to make really premium wine yeah is, is there something you've accomplished at Stoller so far that you're particularly proud of um <laughs> uh learning i don't know <laughs> um no uh i i have completed a a, a couple of um really cool research um projects I have one, it's not done yet, this is, we're in the last year, but um, it's, it's with Patty. I was able to kind of bring Patty into it and um, it's fully, Stoller is, you know, leading that research project and it's on um, trunk disease, which is something that all of us are, you know, really focused on and trying to, you know, figure out how to extend the longevity of our vineyards. Um, and so this is, it's kind of a twist on, you know, not eradicating, but a lot of these older vineyards already have, you know, um, trunk disease. So how do we keep these premium blocks going and how do we get the best life out of them and add, you know, 10, 15 years to their lifespan, um, even though they have, you know, something that we didn't even know was a thing until a couple of years ago. So, um, have you had any interesting conclusions so far? Do you feel like you're making progress on that problem? Yeah, I think we are absolutely. Um, some of the some of the 
treatments that we've done, they have, we had a Chardonnay block, it's old vine, it's um, goes into one of the premium, you know, uh, wines that we have and it actually, it was, it was very, very low yield. So it was still really premium, but we wanted to kind of pump it up, get it, get it, keep it going, you know? And I really think that we have um, found some really nice results. And if you look at the box, even the crew guys, when I have them go into that, it's just 16 rows. It's very small. Um, but I'll have the crew guys go in there and help me like tie, tie down the vines or do something and they're like, oh, this is looking good. You know, it's like it had, you know, this like really low vigor and now it's, it really is, you know, it's a totally different block year. We're in year three. So it definitely, we've had um, some really good results with what we were doing. Excellent. Yeah. So you've had all this. You've had experience now at a, a variety of different vineyard sites, a variety of different vineyard types. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm curious now that you 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 you've been here long enough. Describe for me what Stoller's terroir is uh, to you. How, how and and what sort of the, what are the what's the what's the role you play in Stoller's terroir? Um, I mean terroir just means so many different things to me. But um, Stoller's terroir, like as a company and as a vineyard. I think we're very, it's so sustainable. We're, we're very cutting edge. We look at the microclimate and we use what that microclimate gives us, you know, and we, it's not a fight against the vines. It's, it's, you know, a collaboration with the vines in order to grow the best grapes. So I think we look at each block has its own terroir, you know, like every, every little, nook and cranny of the vineyard is very different in my eyes. And so we kind of work with that and try to manage those grapes in many different ways. You know, everything we, we create every, we, we let them, sh the vineyard show itself and we utilize that to our advantage. So, you know, and it helps us to maintain the vines in a very sustainable way, but also um, grow the, the best grapes with, you know, less input and more just, you know, we, we, we're listening to the vines in a sense. So you're in, a, you're in a role in the industry that's that has not traditionally been filled by, by women. It's obviously changing now. I'm curious to you. Do you do you feel that at all? Do you do you, does it, does that, do you notice that at all in, in your work or, or in your work in, in the industry? And, and what does it mean to you to be a woman in doing your work? Um, yeah, I definitely notice. Uh, <laughs> I am like one of. I'm actually the only uh, woman in my actual department. So, um, but I I like it. You know, I I grew up in agriculture, I know what it's about, you know, it is, it is dominated, you know, by male, you know, I have so many male counterparts and um, I kind of embrace it. I've always been kind of against the grain a little bit in that aspect of my life, you know, I'm like, I don't care that I'm a woman, I'm, I want to do this and I like it, so therefore I'm just going to go full force and go into it. and. It's never really been an issue for me, but um, I think it's also, I do have very strong ladies around me. You know, I always have had a really great support system and um, that has helped me, I think, just 
be confident, be strong, you know, and I've been very accepted in the industry. I think, you know, and from my, my perspective, um, I don't feel like I'm not regarded or anything just because I'm a woman. I think that, um, you know, everyone listens. It doesn't matter who you are. You know, it's just kind of, if you have the knowledge to put forth and you're confident in yourself, people will listen and people will respect you and respect you for who you are and not necessarily that I'm the blonde lady in the vineyard, you know? <laughs> so in your experience, what, what would you say is the, the most important part of, of, of grape growing? Oh man, everything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the most important part. Um, I don't know, that's such a tough question because I think one of the most important parts of grape growing is, I would just say like listening to the grapes, you know, like knowing what your vineyard is and not trying to make it into something else, right? Using, using what the vineyard's giving you because you can't, you, you definitely, you know, the, the vineyard will show itself to what it wants to be used for and what it, you know, certain blocks are going to show themselves in different ways. And I think the most important part about grape growing is to see that and to, you know, utilize those blocks where they should be utilized and use that fruit and grow that, grow those grapevines the way they, that they should for, you know, what they should be grown for. So let's talk about 2020 a little bit. Obviously, a, a bit of an interesting year for all of us. So I'm going to start with the, the, the pandemic and, and sort of its effects on you and your work and on, on solar kind of in general. What, what, tell us how it affected your work uh, last year and, and kind of are there changes you've made that you see sticking around and, and, and changes you, you see, you've seen that we're coming out of now? Yeah. Um, in the vineyard, it was really intense because, um, you know, the grapevines don't stop growing. And so we had to extremely quickly figure out how to continue working, but be safe while we're doing it. And, you know, I just, it was so crazy. Just every, you know, like even April when it, you know, got really crazy and the grapevines are, you know, bud break is happening and we're doing all of this stuff. and just going to work every day and just being like, okay, yeah, this is, this is really weird, but it was almost a ghost town, you know, like we, the vineyard was going and, you know, we luckily in the vineyard, we have rows that are certain spaces apart. <laughs> so that was really great because we were able to quickly implement ways to keep everyone kind of separated, you know, wear your mask, do all the stuff. And, um, we were, I, we were kind of lucky in the sense that we have, you know, such a good support system around us that we were able to, you know, take, be really proactive with the whole situation. And um, it was very, it was something that I will never forget. I will never forget 2020. <laughs> like it was one of the most, the craziest vintages I've ever went through. Um, I think that we all grew from it. I think it's something that, you know, it builds character in a way. And um, our team is closer because of it, you know? Like I feel like we really, really confided in each other and really worked together to try and conquer and 
to, to grow grapes and it was it was something to you know keep us focused but also you know we had our our family you know our our team together to you know really work through it together so um it was definitely really intense but i think everyone everyone persevered like it was and it was amazing to see you know not just stoller alone but just the entire industry just work together and you know collaborate together figure it out together it was like one big team just trying to make sure that we were all you know safe doing the right thing you know being you know just getting the job done but also you know really thinking about all of our employees and and their families and you know there was just so many different facets to it and then of course after after all that then we have harvest of 2020 so yeah. so, so tell me about that from your perspective and your experience yeah that was crazy um i grew up in eastern oregon so i i was you know wildflowers is definitely a thing you know and uh i've my family grew up you know out out you know outside of town and uh, we've had quite a few wildfires over there over the years and so it wasn't um it wasn't something that I wasn't used to in that aspect, but I just, I was not ready, you know, for it to come over here. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, it's a thing, you guys, it's totally fine. But then I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, this is intense. Like, this is the craziest. But I, again, like, we had already gone through the COVID thing. And so we were like, well, Keep it going. We got this. We're going to work together. We got to get these, you know, we're going to harvest these grapes. We're going to, we're going to make it through this season, you know? And so it was just another one of those, like, well, you know, I don't know what else is going to happen, but we're going to, we're this, we're tested every single day in this vintage. And I feel like everyone was just like, yep, we got this, you guys, we've gone through worse. It's totally fine. We can do it, you know? <laughs> so yeah. Um, it was again one of the, it's so i mean it's kind of selfish to say but i i'm so thankful to be involved in that at that time it's something that was so educational for me and um i'm just so i'm thankful that i was able to go through that entire process because I learned so much and now I can use that knowledge again in the future and be able to really um, work through any anything, right? Like there's, I, I feel so, I mean, this year, 2021, I'm like, bring it on 2021. <laughs> like, let's see what you got, you know? <laughs> we, we made it through 2020, so <laughs> we're gonna continue, <laughs> yeah. What were some of your biggest takeaways from from the harvest, from from the smoke, uh, the decisions you had to make, and the kind of the, the data you gained? What were some of the biggest takeaways for you? Yeah, well, I mean, to be honest, I I well, first of all, when when we did go through that, I learned that I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know anything about this, <laughs> you know. So um, it was a lot of you know. Jason and I being like, learn everything you can, learn everything you can about this, you know, like let's let's get the knowledge, get that knowledge, get it quickly. Um, and just coming together as a team and making the best decision for every single block. You know, it wasn't about just, you know, and, and it was, you know, it's the chaos around you, right? But you have to hone in and you have to work as a team 
and be like, okay, this block is this, this block is this, and you know, and really make the best possible decision on a block by block basis, which is I think we really succeeded in. I think that we did such a good job and we had the tools that we could utilize in order to, you know, you know, make that decision in a split second and just, you know, no holds barred, just go for it, you know? And so I think that really helped us a lot in the entire harvest. And, you know, I love the collaboration between, you know, winemaking and vineyard. It's like, you know, we're talking so much multiple times a day, you know, just really, really collaborating together and making sure that each of us are on the same page and that we all, you know, agree and or if somebody learns something like that day, they'd be like, oh, guess what? You know, I, I learned this, I learned this, you know, and so it was kind of like we're all working together. And um, yeah, it's just really, really cool to see a, a very large team too. You know, there's, there's several of us involved and um, just to see everyone really work together on that was really cool. So tell me about, let's talk about the future a little bit. Tell me about your, your, the future for yourself. What do, you, what do you see as you look ahead for yourself? I keep learning. Um, you know, I'm, I'm actually, I always think I'm like, gosh, I've been here for, you know, five years. That's a long time, you know, like as long as I've been in a job, you know? And so, uh, but I, I think, I mean, just advancing, learning. I think that, you know, the, the mindset that I would like to keep is, you know, just to continue to expand my knowledge, to continue to use that knowledge to educate others, and um, just advance my career in that way. I, I think that I'm in a great spot right now, and I'm so thankful, and I'm, I'm so lucky that I am where I am, you know? I mean, it did take a lot of really hard work, but I also um, attribute some of that to, you know, some chance and, you know, some, I got, you know, I had a little bit of luck on my side, but um, just to not take anything for granted and just to continue on, you know, like I don't, I honestly have no, no idea where I'll be in 10 years, but I know that I will, I mean, I'll definitely be in wine still, but uh, I, I don't know what my career will look like, to be honest. I just kind of take it day by day and learn as much as I, I can, take every opportunity I can, and um, yeah, just, I think I'm in a great spot right now and I'm so thankful to be where I am just so early in my career. It's just so great to, you know, just have this opportunity. Are there things in Stoller's future that you're looking forward to or excited about? Anything you have planned in, uh, here that you're working on? Yeah, I mean, when I started at Stoller, it was just, it was just Stoller Vineyard. <laughs> and now we have so many different entities and I mean, we have uh, so much development and I love that aspect of it. Um, you know, creating a new vineyard is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, I think, you know, just our expansion is so much fun. It keeps you on your toes. You know, you're, you're never, you're, you're never, it's not like you're ever, you're never complacent. It's like, you're always, you know, the net, you never know what's going to happen next week. Right. <laughs> We're just keep on going, you know, and, and keep on planting, keep on developing and, you know, keep on just honing in on all of these, you know, premium blocks. And, you know, I think it's really cool and it's, it's really fun to see where we go 
you know, like, what are we, what is our, what are we going to do next? You know, it's like, I don't, I don't even know, but I'm ready to find out. <laughs> I want you to think back if you can to kind of your, your first impressions of the Oregon wine industry and, and, and what, what has changed in, in Oregon wine for you since, since your kind of initial in, in, entrance into the industry? What's different about it now from then? Um, I think, I mean, along with like, I didn't know anything about the Oregon wine industry was, I mean, first off, so I was kind of learning as I go, but I think that, you know, the Oregon wine industry is expanding. It's, it's really getting a name for itself. And I think that the one thing that I really enjoy about Oregon is like, it's almost like, so I grew up in a small town, so it's almost like that small town feel, like, you know, everybody and you, you know, you still talk to everybody and there's no, um, there's no holding back. Everyone, like I could call up anyone from, you know, a different vineyard and be like, hey, what did you do when this happened or anything? And I, I think that that is really like the epitome of Oregon wine industry is just, you know, I, the, the small town aspect of the Oregon wine industry is very, very appealing and it's maintained mm -hmm. throughout. And, you know, I have, I've been here just a short time, but a lot has happened since I've been here. You know, we've, I feel like I got here right when it was just, you know, like going crazy. And so it is so amazing to see all of everyone come together in the same room still mm -hmm. and just talk and, you know, um, be f freely talk to each other and help each other. It's kind of like, you're my neighbor, you know? <laughs> like we're neighbors, we aren't, you know, we, we aren't two separate things really. We all are working for the same goal, which is so cool to see that it just, I don't know if that will ever change. It doesn't feel like it will, you know? Everyone is just so inclusive and um, you always hear like, oh, I talked to so-and-so the other day and it's like somebody that, you know, it's like you don't just maintain in your company. You're, we are one entity, in my opinion. So as you look ahead, then you, you say you don't you don't think that'll change. Uh, what do you see for the future of Oregon wine? What what's what's the industry going to look like going forward? I mean, I think or the Oregon wine industry is just a force. Like we are, you know, trudging forward no matter what. And I think that. Um, that definitely helps is kind of the team aspect. We're all one, one unit. And I, I think that Oregon wine is just going to continue to have, create a name for itself and, you know, premium wines, you know, putting out great product, and, you know, just continuing to expand and, you know, we're still very in our infancy. So I think, I mean, our wines are so amazing, but I think that they're just gonna get better and better and better. You know, it's like we, we continue to educate ourselves and each other. And, you know, it's like, we're all, we're all being lifted together. And so I think that, you know, only time will tell like what these wines are gonna be. Whoosh, insane. <laughs> Um, so I'm curious if, if someone were to come to you, and this, this may have actually happened, and, and ask you about your thoughts on getting into the Oregon wine industry or, or getting to do what you're doing, mm -hmm. what would your words of wisdom to them be? Um, network, for sure. I, I think that was one of the things that I learned slowly, and it's something that I really value. Um, I, I did a, a seminar for 
Oregon, the horticulture department at Oregon State recently, and it was basically like, how do you, going, my, my experiences, and also like, how do you get into the wine industry? Like how, what do you, what are my, you know, what's my advice, right? Which I was kind of like, well, I only know what I did, but um, you know, it's, it's use your resources and really like, don't hold back. Like everyone is so nice in this industry, I swear. Like you're not, nobody's gonna turn you down. You know, if you like ask for a job shadow, you know, like just even like that, it's like, just feel, don't be scared to put yourself out there. Go to events or go to tasting rooms and just meet people, you know, and apply for that job that you don't know if you're qualified for. Like, who cares? Like, the worst thing they're gonna say is no, <laughs> you know? So it's like, put your name out there. Go to, you know, figure out these, you know, go to meetings, go to, you know, just get involved. And I think just you being, you know, you getting you're going to be welcomed in no matter what so it's just kind of putting that first foot forward and and um asking somebody out to lunch <laughs> so so the questions that i have for you today is there anything i didn't ask that i should have anything we didn't cover here today that we should have covered i don't think so i don't know <laughs> well excellent well, yeah thank you so much for your time today for your for your stories and thoughts and uh, we'll go ahead and let you off the hook yeah thank you Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Oregon Wine History Archive podcast. And thank you to all the supporters, partners, donors, and interviewees who have made our project a success. Be sure to check out our website at OregonWineHistoryArchive.org for more interviews, plus photographs, wine labels, and more. And stay tuned for more interviews as we tell the story of Oregon wine. The Oregon Wine History Archive podcast is brought to you by the Oregon Wine History Archive at Linfield University. The executive producer is Kiana Anderson. Producers are Rich Schmidt, Rachel Woody, Stephanie Hoffman, and Camille Weber. Special thanks to all the Linfield Archive students who have assisted on our oral history interviews.